Hey guys, it's Dina and Lydia, and you're listening to Retweet. We're back, bitches. We're back. We've addressed the elephant in the room. You missed us, and we're back. 2022 is the return of Retweet podcast. I have Omicron, and I'm still recording this podcast, so we yeah, are dedicated. We're so dedicated. So many changes have happened. I literally feel like my voice got deeper. I feel like I went through puberty. <laughs> Back in puberty. We go, we're going through puberty. We're going through a lot of changes. And obviously, as you know, I think like one of the last episodes that we kind of recorded was like, we just finished school. The pandemic was still pretty fresh. Now we're like still in the thick of it. We're definitely not in school. And so we decided to kind of make an episode about your early 20s in a pandemic. So we have our friend Mauricio here. Mauricio actually went to Western with us, but we weren't actually friends at Western, which is interesting. Mm. Um, but they're not in their early 20s. So we wanted the perspective of someone who wasn't in their early 20s, living their lives versus our experiences. So Mauricio, say hello to the fans. Everyone, I'm happy to be here to bring my experience as a 26-year-old. <laughs> Didn't Mauricio also graduate in 2020? No. When did okay. you graduate? Forgot. So when you graduated, did you go back to school or did, were you just like in the workforce? So when I graduated at Western, finished my science degree, I went immediately to film school after, which uh, I would not recommend. I would not recommend going. If you're planning on going to school again, definitely take a year off. Don't like bounce back to another school immediately after. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Oh, yeah. And Dina went straight to school, too. She's actually speaking from experience, too. She went straight to school. I did. And, like, I'm not going to say I regret it, but I do wish I just gave myself time to really think about what I wanted to do. Because I definitely was one of those people that finished school and was like, fuck, I need to go back because I don't want to be, like, in the world as an adult, quote unquote. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this program. And I did it. And it's probably the, um, I did a program in nonprofit management, which led to me getting the job that I have now and the job that I had previously, both that I started during the pandemic. So like, I'm not going to say that I regret it, but I wish I had spent a little more time being more intentional about like my goals and what I wanted out of my, my career and my, my education. So. Yeah. I feel like in my like early twenties, when I was graduating, I had only focused on envisioning getting out of school so when it actually came to leaving school I had no I have no direction so it was very easy for me to want to filter myself back into school again because that's all I knew but now that I'm I've left my like early 20s and I look back I'm like oh you really didn't really you didn't have an idea of what you wanted you didn't you had just very like arbitrary things abstract things and I think as I'm growing now and like seeing how to define them and as things like solidify themselves but I think that's a that's a big thing it's like when you're coming into it it's like you're just focused on getting out of school and then from there envisioning there envisioning like getting a vision from that point on is like harder but what would you say Lydia? Yeah I was gonna say like it also is really hard because we all graduated from a school that I would argue is like relatively 
I don't want to say goal oriented, but it's just like a lot of lip service. It's a lot of just like, oh, well, I went to Ivy and it's like very status oriented where like you need to have an answer. And in general, universities like that, like anybody who's in university knows that you're going to be asked, what are you doing after this? What is your program? What is your plan? Et cetera, et cetera. And I think that something that I've actually focused on a lot in 2022 is I was looking at my resolutions the year before and I had a list of things that I wanted to accomplish. And I think sometimes we fail to ask people like how they feel instead of like what they want to do. So for example, if you were to ask a university student like, oh, what are you going to do with your life? And then they then have to be like, um, okay, well, I guess I'm like doing this internship during the summer. And it just feels like a lot of lip service when you're in university, like you're just filling up the gap so you could like answer the question. I'm not even like answering it because this is like what I want. I'm like, what can I tell people to like keep up so I don't look like a moron essentially. But then kind of like, I look back at the time and I'm like, I wish someone just asked me like, how do you feel about graduating? How do you feel about your degree? How do you feel about what you're learning? Like no one ever asks you how you feel about things. They just want to know the goal or like the step. Um, but I graduated and I knew I wanted to get out of the city. I was like, I want to move out. But the thing is, is like, although there was a goal that I had outside of school, it wasn't all what I made it out to be and I think being in your early 20s it's because of that piece of like people are gonna ask you what are you doing what what are your next steps they don't they forget to tell you what the experience is like the piece of like what it actually feels like to do that thing people don't tell you when I moved to Toronto I was like really, really distraught. Like I was going through a lot of emotional turmoil. And then when I was telling people who had moved to Toronto, they're like, oh yeah, I went through that too. I'm like, why didn't you tell me that when I told you I was going to move to Toronto? You just said, oh yeah, like you need this. Like, you know, obviously like look at this Facebook page to find this, but it's like, you guys fail to tell me how it actually feels to do this thing. And then I would have been more prepared if you told me that exactly what you're talking about is the way that I felt when I started university I felt like a fish out of water and I think people talked about the academic side of university and how difficult it was going to be but it was a huge transition for me and like took a toll on me in many ways and I think because I was so unprepared for like the major change that it was yeah like it made it that much more difficult and I think it's interesting too, because I was actually reading some articles on like uh, people who are kind of like boomers or like millennials being like, this is what it's like to be in your early 20s and kind of saying, oh, well, for millennials and people who are Gen Z, it's extremely difficult because of social media. But I'm like, honestly, social media, although has taken its toll on me, like nothing makes me feel worse than like LinkedIn, which it technically is a social media app. But like, it doesn't matter if social media is there or not, like people are still going to make their lives, especially in their early 20s, way more like progressed than you are. And that's not even like, we're talking about career, but that's not even just career. It's it's relationships, it's friendships. They're, they're giving this live like stability when it's like, there's literally nothing stable about your early 20s literally period like uh, period your living situation I don't care if you live at home or not at home it's not stable your job not stable like you probably won't be working that job your early 20 job when you're like in your mid <laughs> late 20s but when I was graduating university those people sounded like they knew what they were talking about they knew exactly they looked like they had their thing the other life together and that was without social media that was just freaking conversation and that was pressure from freaking boomers too so screw y'all for writing articles and then asking me what I'm doing with my life but um 
Yeah, I think as far as like also even what I thought my early 20s were going to be like. So when I was in university, I didn't like love my time there. Um, I knew that though. I like knew going into university wasn't going to be the time of my life because I was going to live at home and go to school that I didn't really care about. And I was like, I put all my energy kind of into what, hoping to what was going to happen after. I was like, when I get out of here, I'm going to be living my life. It's going to feel so good. And I think the piece that Marisa was kind of talking about like with intentions is that is like very, very real. I think that's we're one muscle that's I honestly don't think is exercise in academia. Like when you're in high school, nothing is exercise. And then when you're in university, they're like trying to teach you time management, right? But you're still kind of given these syllabuses and these outlines and you're never kind of told how to make an outline for yourself. And I think that's what your early 20s are kind of all about. Also learning that the outline isn't going to always go the way you want it to and accepting what your present, like your present day life is like, how to navigate it is like a big piece of, I think also kind of growing up that people don't really talk to you about because you can sit here and say, well, I have an internship and you know, like what if that internship's gone? Like setbacks are going to happen. Like people get fired, like things do occur. But I think it's important to kind of also give yourself the space to kind of grow and be like, okay, I have an outline or I want to create an outline. I might fail. This outline might not be the way I intend it to be. And like, that's essentially okay. Yeah. And I think you start to realize that a lot of the people around you don't necessarily have it all figured out the way that you perceive. Like, I feel like when I pictured my life at 25 when I was in university it was completely different than what it looks like now regardless of the pandemic and the people that I always looked up to are like people that I thought had their shit together things start to unravel and you just realize that it's really like we're living in a different world than like our parents and we're living in a different world than even like the millennials that came before us so comparing ourselves isn't really going to do anything because the circumstances that we're living in are so completely different. And even at the time that, you know, maybe like your older sister, Lydia was like going through these same motions, like things were so completely different. So it's just, you're doing yourself a disservice to compare yourself to people that came before you, I think. Yeah. Even beside you, like it's because like, I'll tell you guys a funny, like, it's not a funny story. Now it's funny only because I'm okay with what I'm doing in life. (laughs) But like during the summer, so in late August, I essentially like had a big falling out with someone at my job, my like day job or whatever. I worked at a clinic and I worked at a subject at a clinic and I had a huge falling out. Like literally she like basically like verbally harassed me is like where I'm getting at. And it was really insane. And I was like, I literally, I have to quit. I have to quit. There's no, there's nothing else I can really do at this point. So I quit being like, well, I live in Toronto. It's not a big deal. Surely I'll find a job, surely. And it was way harder than I thought. I was like essentially jobless for like three months. I mean, I was working like little trial shifts everywhere. So one day I was working in Kensington at a vintage store. And this girl came in that was maybe a year or two younger than I was in university. And she had known who I was because of African Student Association. And she was like, Lydia, she was like, I don't know if you remember me, like whatever. I was like, oh yeah, I do remember you. And I was like, what are you up to? She's like, oh, in uh, this September, because it's summer, right? This September, I'm starting medical school at U of T. And I was like, oh, wow. And she was like, so like, is this, she's like, looked around the store. She's like, oh, so like, is this you? 
I like, I obviously like played it off. I was just like, yeah, you know, just my part-time job, like whatever. But I truly, especially because at that time I didn't like know what was to come for me. Right. I was like very distraught. I was like, I am literally fucked. I was like, I'm so messed up over this interaction. Like I was so depressed. Cause I was like, why did I move to Toronto? Like, I'm not, I mean, I obviously didn't want to go to medical school, but here's this person seeing me here. It's embarrassing. I was like, I worked at a vintage store in London. Am I not progressing in life? Like I shouldn't be doing the same things I was doing when I was 19. But that just goes to show, like, I couldn't have compared myself to that girl because our journeys are just different. Like, if I wanted to go straight to school, I could have. And you know what? I'll tell you this much for free, too. If you're someone who just does have, like, goals that are maybe perhaps, like, unconventional to a lot of people, success is not going to look linear. A lot of us could actually just go back to school and get, like, a nine-to-five in a small city and, like, marry someone and have kids by the time we're 26. That's actually not very hard. That's something that they're not going to tell you. That's not hard. That's very not hard. And if you want it, you can get it. But it's not going to be as fulfilling, I think, if you're not going to take the risk of maybe, like, kind of messing up and fucking up a bit during your Mm. 20s or your 20s at all. I was having this conversation with, um, actually, yesterday I was having this conversation about, because I work at a restaurant and I had someone from my year come visit me. You know, I was dreading. I saw them and I'm like, nope, I'm not even going to go near them. I'm not going to let them see me. I'm like hiding behind my mask. Don't look at me. And then, of course, I hear Mauricio and I'm like, hi. And so we had this conversation. They're like, oh, I didn't know you were here. I'm like, yeah, I work at this restaurant. It's a pretty good restaurant, though, I will say. Anyway, it just made me reflect because I talked to her about what she's doing, you know, she's doing her PhD, but it's like, when I hear people talking about it, you can also hear the feeling, and it's like, she didn't sound happy, she didn't sound fulfilled in any way, and I'm, this is just based on this conversation, I'm not saying she's not, but I think what I'm trying to ultimately get at is, we are choosing to live in this metropolis of a city, or in any city, really. I feel like you can only have stability if you're living like on a farm and then you're every year you're expecting the winter to come, you're expecting the summer to come, you know, all those things. And even then you still have circumstances that change. So I think having it all together, we know isn't always true. I think it's about being able to get better at listening to what you need to focus on. There are certain points in the year when there's like a, your call to, to family. Like I got to focus on family right now because that, that part of, living is not doing so well like you know what I mean by that it's like okay and oh career is not doing so well and it's like it's hard but you can't have it all together and something's kind of like with the sims it's like your sim is at some point going to deplete and you're going to have to like focus on taking them to the bathroom or like feeding their energy but thinking about it bigger it's like family your health all these things can't control them if you try to you're going to overwhelm yourself you just got to be ready to listen and to act uh, accordingly when those when you're being called to, to do those things. And I think that's what your early 20s is really about. I think I also started working in a cafe with a bunch of young, 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 young people. Like they're all 21. And that's when I started to really notice a division between younger people and me. Like I, I see them and I'm like, I see why you're reacting to the situation in a certain way. And I know I'm not going to react in this certain way. It's just, there's a difference. And 
<laughs> they're finishing school and I think uh, you know one of them asked me for advice and I'm like what do I do and I'm, I, all I said was within the next five years I think you should just take time to have fun find your things go from activity to activity you want to learn to do like take strip hold it like classes take those do them for a bit it's you know, not your thing okay move on what's the next thing and just keep like learning and reading and finding joy in the things that school actually meant to teach you Wow, that's a good anecdote. It's true because I was uh, talking to one of my cousins on Christmas and she's in high school. And I was like, dude, like that, not my biggest regret, but like one of the things that I wish I had taken like seriously in high school was just like hobbies. Life, and I think this is totally like highlighted in your early 20s is like where you live, your friends, who you have around you, that's going to change. Like that's all going to change. But it's really important to feel a sense of fulfillment within yourself. And when you're grounded in some foundation of your identity, it helps. A lot of things change in your early 20s. Like who? It's so weird. Like I started journaling like when I moved to Toronto. And it's so weird reading like the things I've written when I first knew something. Like I can't believe you cared about that. Like I can't believe that was something that was like you legitimately thought. <laughs> Thank God for growth. But it's like it is really important to focus yeah. on yourself. But it, But I do think you learn a lot about yourself through other people. So don't try to isolate yourself. That's not that's not what this is about because I think when I was younger I was like oh I'm gonna isolate myself I'm not gonna date people I'm not gonna do this thing because I like want to focus on me that's not true you're gonna learn a lot about yourself through other people actually and I think like even on that tip it's like so many of us never really took that time and then when quarantine struck in March 2020 and people were literally forced to be by themselves I think a lot of people had like an internal reckoning where they're like I actually don't like spending time by myself or I actually don't maybe really like myself that much um, or maybe I don't know myself very well. Quarantine has definitely, especially for me, like I now spend so much time alone, like even though we're not, I mean, I guess we are in quarantine right now, but even past March, 2020, because I've learned to like spending time alone and I enjoy my own company. So I think even when people are like, oh, it's so sad when you see someone like go to the movies by themselves or something, it's like, bitch, that sounds fun. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's the time of my life. My ideal day is like literally me like waking up by myself, going to get coffee, like go thrifting by myself. But I thrive on my own. Learning to enjoy time by yourself not only helps you learn who you are, but also just I think it's a really important thing in your 20s that a lot of people miss out on. But I mean, the pandemic has forced us all to kind of reflect or most of us, some people still you know some people don't care some people are still out here self-reflection is not a thing you know but what can you do some people have money to not care that's such a good point actually being alone taking yourself out I think like a lot of your high school university leading into early 20s is spent being around people and just absorbing them and wanting to like be liked wanting to be cared for all these things and I think what giving yourself time to be alone gives you is you actually get to start having fun with yourself and you really start you can make yourself laugh you can do all these things by yourself and and then you actually start to find kind of that voice in you and what is what is yours because a lot of people can bring different sides of you but who what what do you bring out in yourself like dining alone I have had some of the best dining experiences by myself 
I think you actually taste the food that way, by the way, because I don't, I feel like I don't taste the food quite the same when I'm with other people, which is okay. Cause I'm like, you're chatting, but you're not focused on eating, you know? Oh, and yeah, what I was going to say too, is I think because also in early twenties, like there's so much like uncertain instability, I think it can be scary also to, it can be scary at times, but also freeing to kind of see yourself change and realize things about yourself that maybe you thought were like so so true to not be true I don't know like this is some psychology shit but I know like there's some shit where like when you're 12 you start developing your morals and then like obviously you grow up in high school whatever especially if you're like a young if you grew up like in a smaller city this is for everybody especially in a smaller city like you don't really realize like the diff- you think, but it's, until you like really get out, like you don't see like the full picture. And I think as, I think when you're still in your early twenties, you're not really able to see the full picture because when you're young, like something happens, you're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, how do I fix it right now, right here? I don't feel good. Mm. It's really awkward to like see yourself change and see things about yourself that maybe you didn't really realize prior to. And I think it can be a really uncomfortable experience being present. I think I spent a lot of my younger years being so hopeful and thinking, oh, when I'm older, I'll be like this. When I'm older, I'll be like this. And when I do this thing, I'll be like this. And then you're in your early 20s and you're like, okay, now it's time to make it happen. How do I make it happen? And then now you have to look at yourself in the mirror, be honest with who you are, be honest with what you want and either decide to accept it or be in denial and like be unhappy for the rest of your life, essentially. A lot of people make it seem whatever and I think that's why it's so important to again like to emphasize focus on your own piece of paper that's something I'm learning every single day it is really scary to be honest with what you want I think the pandemic heightened that for a lot of people period but I think especially when you're early 20s in the pandemic this was the time you were supposed to you know do things like this is the time you were supposed to like finish university and get a job and you know find this person people are starting to ask you like I have family members who ask me they're like do you have a boyfriend? I'm like, no, I don't have a boyfriend, dude. Like, I literally, like, I was in lockdown. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know about like, y'all. I was quarantining. Yeah, like, I don't know what you expected me to do. Like, it requires a lot of honesty. And I think honesty is really, really scary when you have to take down that facade, that LinkedIn, that, what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing this, that facade and really like feel what the actions of your consequences are. It can be, it's very uncomfortable, but it's very, very rewarding ultimately. That's such a good point is being uncomfortable and confronting the things that you don't like about yourself and the way that you stand in your own way. When you're in your, like when you finish high school, you kind of have a script of kind of what you have to do. And then once you finish school, it's really up to you to set your own goals and to achieve your own goals. You're more in control of what that looks like. So I think when you look at yourself and you look in the mirror and you're like, okay, I'm actually lazy. Like I'm actually standing in my own way. Um, what are the, what are the ways that I can change or grow in order to achieve those goals? Um, and I think it is really uncomfortable to look at yourself in the mirror and really say, okay, how, how have I sabotaged my own relationships? How have I been, been my own worst enemy in, in some ways in, in achieving the things that I want? So I think that's a really good point, Lydia, and it, it is really uncomfortable and it, it can be difficult to do on your own. So if you have access to therapy, it's honestly so helpful. It changed my life. 
they will just expose things in your thinking patterns, in your decision-making. It's just like holding a mirror up to the things that you almost always kind of knew about yourself, but didn't want to kind of confront. It's just, it's been so life-changing for me too as well. So if you can access therapy, like I highly recommend it because it will do wonders for your self-growth in your twenties, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially because like you think like, and it's not to say that you're not even like self-aware. Like I'm not even saying that prior to therapy, I wasn't self-aware. It's just like, these are paid professionals <laughs> that will be able to yeah. give you the tools to like really understand. And I think for sure when I was younger, and I think when you're younger in a structured environment, it's easy to be like, oh, I just hate that prop. And I just hate this program. And like, I just need to do this. And like, I hate that I have to do this because it feels like you have to do these things. When you're younger, it feels like you have to do these things because it's like, um, you maybe don't, you probably don't live alone. You probably live with your parents and this and the third, but when it comes down to it, you know, I look back at a lot of those times and I'm like, you just didn't change that. Like if you really stayed focused and you were intentional about what you wanted, you would have saved yourself a lot of emotional havoc. And actually like during the summer, I went out to like this party. And then at the end of it, me and all these people, we went to this person's house specifically. And these were all people who were in their early 20s, people were in Toronto, people were creative, and they're all being like, we're all going to circle, like telling people like what we wanted to do, I guess. And a lot of people, like if you're early 20s, like in a big city, you probably are a big dreamer. Like you probably have like a big thing that you want to do. Some of these people are musicians, some of these people are painters, whatever. And although like I don't demonize them, like they're they're all great, and I'm sure, and I hope all their dreams come true. But I think it's hard, like when you dream big and you say these like, big things like oh I want to um I want to like let's say win a Grammy it's like that isn't like I'm not saying that's out of your reach by no means it's just that like it is important like to save yourself the emotional havoc is to be like okay right now I'm here how do I make sure I get here how do I make sure I get here and it's not you being pessimistic because I think in a younger life I thought that was me being pessimistic when people would be like well how are you gonna do it well I'm talented well I'm talented it's like we've seen a lot of people who are talented or actually not talented get where they need to be (laughs) so don't worry about talent you might have all the talent in the world but are you gonna work for it because I've seen people you know, I've had times in my life where I'm like, I can't believe that person surpassed me. What the fuck? Like, I feel like I'm better than them. That might be true, but did you put the work in? Did you do the thing that they did? Or did you do your own thing so that you made sure that you were where you needed to be? That's all that matters. It doesn't matter the little, like, I feel sorry for myself and all oh, this sucks. And I think when you're young, that's a lot of that. It is a lot of that. I actually took a class on, um, while I was in school and that talks about kind of the locus of control is what they called it. It's like when you're growing up, a lot of it is your external is telling you how to be, how to how to move through the world. So like your parents are telling you, yeah, yeah this is what you do, your teachers are telling you. So then you constantly, you, you do feel like your external is the reason for why you are. And therefore why, if I'm feeling upset, it's the reason why I'm upset. It's my class, it's my prop, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And then there's there's this moment that people have to, come to where it is it moves from the external to the internal i am the one that's going to make the decision i am the one the emotional regulator i am like the decision maker and i think that is like a key part in moving into the uncomfortability of your early 20s that was a big lesson for me as well also this could get really like hard too with people who are really traumatized i'm in pain yes i'm in pain it was because of you but then also come to the place where it's like okay I'm the one that's going to heal my pain. 
No, what I was going to say, I think a big thing too, and I think this is the perfect audience to say it to, and I know we, if Dina and I know nothing, it's we know that like black women do suffer in the workplace. Like that's not a question. Like that intersectional identity is gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. Like oppression is real, but you also just can't. I have a hard time when people are like, oh, well, I wanna be, let's say an actress, okay? And, but I don't feel like I'm ever gonna get any roles cause you know, like I just feel like I'm never getting picked cause it's always gonna be a blonde skinny white girl with blue eyes. That's true. That is like to a certain extent, very true. However, like what can we do with what you have to grow? Like, are you like, this doesn't need to be, I'm either Emma Roberts or I'm nothing. Like it doesn't need to be those things. You can't just be like, well, I give up because you know, like, what's the point? I'm a black woman or what's the point? Like I'm queer. What's the point? Like, I understand that those things are going to set you back. That's valid, but you also need to understand like, with that setback, how can I still meet a goal that I would like to attain? And I hope those people have like a community around them to catch them when it does get hard. So it's like, you have your safety net too. I think a part of your early 20s is developing your safety net of people, your community. It's like, I'm going to fall many times, but who's going to be there to catch me and tell me, okay, got to try again. And I feel like we're going to do like an entire episode on this, but uh, me and Lydia, like our safety net has drastically changed during the pandemic in terms of the friends that we have and the people that we're keeping around. And I feel like, I, I guess like when you're literally in quarantine and it's like, I li- have to choose who my social bubble is. You really have to confront like what friends, like what friendships aren't working anymore and what friends you really value and want to take with you. So my like friend group has changed so dramatically from um, like March, 2020 to now. It's just hard when you start losing friends and you're not really in a position to make new ones because you're in a pandemic. I'm really looking to like strengthen that safety net that you were talking about because shit, like my shit is, my shit is very holy right now. Like there is a lot of room on my roster for friendship. I, again, like we're gonna have a whole episode on friendship because I gotta talk my shit. Oh my <laughs> God, I gotta talk my shit. But <laughs> like, I also think the thing is that you're really 20s too is, we're talking from a place I think I think I will say I think the pandemic like led a lot of people to develop a sense a sense of confidence that you wouldn't have otherwise because I think when you're young and you're in a new place this is something that I experience is like you're so eager you're so eager I'll pick up this job I'll pick up this friend because I'm young and I'm vulnerable and everything's unstable and I just I just really want the stability thing like I just I'll date that guy or I'll date that person because it's like they like me and this is like the first thing that's being offering and I think as much as I understand because I've done it, you don't need to pick up the first thing that's brought to you. Oftentimes, like when I've done that, it came from a place of low self-esteem because I was like, well, what else is going to be brought to me? I might as well pick up what I can get. And that's a hard lesson you learn in your early 20s. Are you going to accept this bad treatment? Are you going to accept mediocre energy? Because you will get it. You will get that. But are you going to work hard to be in solitude to wait for what you deserve? I think that setting boundaries and enforcing boundaries is two very separate things. Enforcing boundaries is the thing that I've learned to do in the pandemic. And if I set a boundary for myself in my friendship, there is so much sentimental value, obviously, attached to friendships. But making sure that you are advocating for yourself, if your boundaries are crossed, making sure that, you know, 
you're able to say, okay, like I'm actually good without this. In the past, it's been very difficult for me to cut certain people off. And I think setting my boundaries, but then also upholding them and making sure that I'm saying like, hey, like I actually have no ill will towards you, but this is a boundary. This is an expectation that I have for myself in the way that I want to be treated in my friendships. And, you know, you're not meeting that, but it comes down to like the amount of self-respect that you have for yourself and love that you have for yourself, knowing that you're going to be okay without this person, even, even if it's a long relationship, even if it's one that maybe has been codependent at times or whatever. Yeah. A lot of us get into this like scarcity mindset. A lot of us in this world have grown up with a scarcity mindset where it's like, you do take the first thing that is presented to you because you don't know what is next. And I think we, we were also taught a lot of values with parents. Like a common one is like, oh, you take what you're given because that's what's been given to you. You don't bite the hand that feeds you. So, you know, and then I was reading this book. It's like, somehow I'm going to tie this together. It's called Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmermer. It talks about a lot of indigenous like agricultural practices, one specifically with foraging, where if you're in a forest and you find it, you find this like piece of vegetation. You don't take the first one that you find because that could be the last one. You actually put it back. And then if you see that elsewhere, then you take that one. And the reason they do that is if you take the last one, then you just took the last species of that population and it dies. And I think I, when I learned that, I started to apply that to opportunities as well. You don't always take the first opportunity that's given to you you wait and you see what else is presented if it doesn't feel right because there are so much there's so much to offer in this world and this world is so vast that you can look for it in many places it's true it's so true how much like you really can do so much of what the hell you want and you're told this lie that like you need to have this time frame and especially for women like you need to have this time frame you need to get this thing by this age I saw this tweet and it was like the feminine feminine urge to have everything done in your life by the age of 25 like I was like that's the like period like that is sometimes how you feel and I think I'm we're so lucky though also to live in an age where social media does exist and like I've had the chance to like listen to people who I look up to's like anecdotes on like their early 20s like especially like comedians or like uh screenwriters where I'm like yeah, like this person was like this freaking bartending. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like what your current reality is never is the end all be all. You never have to accept something that you don't want. You actually don't. You can do whatever the hell you want. And you know what? A lot of these girls are going to be upset about about that. (laughs) A lot of people around you are really actually good. That's like a real freaking point. Like a lot of people, if you can internalize that and you're like in a place in your life, especially in your 20s where you're like, okay, I know who I am to a certain extent. I'm open for change. I'm open to get what I want, no matter at what cost. People feel that. And a lot of people aren't going to like that. And it's going to make you feel like there's something wrong with you. Like, ugh, like, why do I keep attracting these toxic people? And that could have some sort of your own doing to it, uh, depending on how you express your boundaries, et cetera, et cetera. But don't let, that's such an important rule of thumb. And I feel like it's such a corny, like, bullying like anti-bullying gym school like assembly thing to say but truly like do not let people like make you feel bad for wanting what you want doing whatever the fuck you want because people will because the jealous ass bitches will i want to touch base too on what you said earlier lydia about you know like the feminine urge to have everything done by 25 and it's like your 20s are your most defining decade like pretty much like two-thirds of the most iconic moments are like life's most defining moments you will have by the age of 35 and it's like 
how is that happening right now? Like that's not happening right now for us. So it's going to have to look different for our generation. Bitch, where am I going to go meet my soulmate right now? Like period. No. And that's the hardest part about to even bring it back to the pandemic. Cause we talked about it just in general for the 20, early twenties and your twenties in general is like, it's so stifling because you already feel this way anyways. Like you already feel kind of unstable. I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't even have that much money to travel, but I'm supposed to be traveling a lot. I also like, yeah, I'm supposed to have like the hottest body of my life, allegedly, according to ageism. And I like, all I do now is, all I do now is like stay at home. I'm not, the gyms are closed, like whatever. So I think with the added pressure of the pandemic, it's got us in a chokehold. It has us in a chokehold. And it made us doubt. And I think in some ways it's bought us time. I think, I would hope. But I guess like for Mauricio, because you did live your early 20s, not in a pandemic, like how was that different? And like, did you feel more pressure to like essentially go out and like, you know, do all these extravagant things, live life while you're young in your early 20s? I transitioned out of my early 20s while the pandemic happened. And uh, right before that, you know, I was, going to Cuba, I went to Portugal. I was kind of like doing and living the life of a free young 20 something trying to figure out their ways. I think I'm so, 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 so grateful for that because I think it prepared me to kind of move through the pandemic differently. Like I went on a Zoom date with like a filmmaker in New York during the pandemic. Like, we, and I actually also met just a bunch of different filmmakers from around the world because I'm like, okay, my career stopped and someone else is probably feeling the same thing. And then about to make a lot of friends in Calgary. Like, I met a friend in Calgary. And um, so I think my approach to what happened was like informed by kind of the freedom that I felt and the lessons that I was learning leaving my early 20s. Like, why do I care? What am I letting stop myself? Like, if the pandemic has me in a chokehold, how can I have the pandemic in a chokehold too, you know? Period. So. Yeah. What I was going to say too is like, I do think the pandemic had real restrictions like on our lives. So I'm going to validate all the early 20s where I'm like, there are things that like you dead ass could not do. For example, like traveling or like going to see your friends, making new friends, having new people in a relationship. That's really, really hard. But I do think that there were things that we were granted. And I think it is important. Like perspective is what's going to make your life. Like how you see things is like what life is. That's life, right? Like your experiences is that's it. This is the world you live in. It's what you make up. And it's funny because I was kind of talking about earlier how I always kind of grew up like a dreamer. And since mid-December, me and my therapist have been working a lot on being present. And it wasn't until like this week, I was like in the off like studio space that I was in like at my job. And I was like, I just like, it just like hit me. Like I was like, oh my God. Like I was having this like weird out of body experience. I was like, I'm a real person. Like I'm a real, <laughs> it makes me sound like I'm like high, but I was like really messed up about it. Cause I had never really been present like that. Like I'd always been like, kind of have my mind busy, like doing other things. And I was like, life is what you make it. And I think as much as you can, you can both validate your experiences being tough, but also kind of learn to accept what's in front of you and use the tools that you've been given to kind of make change. I do believe this to be true. And I think you could have spent your whole pandemic being sad about it being a pandemic, or you could have followed the guideline rules, not even breaking the rules. You could have followed the guideline rules and still seen something in yourself change and be beautiful and be excited about that and be in a place where your relationships are better without having to 
particularly like go out and travel and things like that because those things will come like eventually i mean i would be really shocked if we spent the next 50 years in the pandemic i don't know what's gonna happen in the future so that's the only thing that i do know is that i don't know and so like a big lesson that I learned in film school and first years what they really try to do is, okay, you have all these limitations. How are you going to make the film you want to make? And I'm going to also apply that to life. Okay, you have all these limitations. What is it that you want? And maybe what you want isn't an external thing. So that's why a lot of us went like inward and wanted to do that work. The only thing I don't know is the future. So you got to really live in the present and think about what you want in that moment. Figuring out what you want these days is also hard when you have like minute videos that you're scrolling through on TikTok. I'm finding I literally get, I actually pinpointed it. I deleted TikTok. I have deleted everything off of my phone. Everybody, this is new, new year, new me. Instagram is off, Twitter is off, stuff like that. Just because I noticed that TikTok was giving me this actual current of energy, of like anxiety that was start here at my head and funnel all its way down to my stomach. And then I realized, because every video I was thinking so many thoughts. I'm like, oh, why don't I have, how do I get that? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, that's funny. How do, blah, blah, blah. Uh, how do I do this? What, what, how do I do So many thoughts at once. Anyway, I don't know how you are doing it. Dude, that is so true. I literally had TikTok anxiety for so long. And I did not explain to people. People were like, make TikTok, make TikTok. But like, I literally have t- like TikTok anxiety. Like, I literally feel anxious posting because there's so much pressure to like go viral. And I'm like, why can't I let the girls just have fun? Like, I do agree. Like, I am someone who is very new year, new me. <laughs> I've always been like that. And something that I also learned and it kind of goes in with like kind of getting what you want is like, I'm very much someone who like talks about what I want a lot, but I never do it. And this is something that I mean, a small scale of like buying a sweater, buying a piece of clothing, like these things, etc. I talk about the nail polish or whatever I want forever. And that's why I'm the easiest person to go Christmas shopping for because I always talk about what I want and never get it. That's why. So... I like cut my hair because I talked about for a year how I wanted my hair cut a certain way and I never really did it even when barbers and haircutting places open because I was like oh I don't know I actually don't know why I didn't and I think it's important to kind of just like take that energy in your early 20s and be like I know a lot of people will tell you just do what you want because you're young I think you can do it whenever you want that's what I like to think but especially when you're in your early 20s like just do what you want and sometimes it's gonna not be cute but it's better to know than to not do it at all. Playing it safe is an ugly, ugly trait that I did for way too long. And I think like even on that point where you're saying like beyond your 20s, you can still do things. Like I think people are so, we're bogged down by the idea that our 20s are supposed to be like the most defining time of our lives. But it's like me and Lydia had this conversation about Thundercat. We went to go see Thundercat and that nigga's 40 years old, okay? Like he is 40 years old. That nigga's 40. Yeah. He's 40 and like, he's been making music for quite some time but like I would say like over the past five years is when he's been kind of getting the critical acclaim like he's up right now it's so satisfying to see someone that has been working so hard for so long get their flowers you know that that person like literally put in work but then when you go like listen to some rapper that he has rich parents it's like like I want to see the hard work I want to see the passion the drive behind your craft so just knowing that there are so many people out there that their 20s were like a shit show and you know your 30s are going to be even better like than your 20s so don't feel like bogged down by the fact that like you're living in your 20s in a pandemic and then even on the new year's resolution thing like 
there are things that are within your control that you have to focus on. And I think that's kind of the big thing that I've learned over the past two years. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. No, it is huge. It's like, I think it's so easy to kind of get cut off on like what you can't control and get sad about it. Cause I've definitely done that a million times and it's just not helpful. It's not. And I think even going back to the Thunder Cat. So I will tell you guys a story really quickly. I PA'd for a music video. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it because I'm scared people are going to know which one I'm talking about but I paid for a music video and like this girl was like really young well yeah she was really young she's 21 and um or like something like that 21 22 and she like basically got really big off of TikTok and she's a musician so we were making this music video and like everybody that I felt like was like on set was basically like IG people like they were just like IG makeup artists IG stylists slash influencer like that kind of vibe and I just felt like so shitty the whole time. Like I just felt shitty the whole fucking time. I like couldn't even describe how I felt. At one point I like literally had to like go somewhere to just like calm myself down because I was so upset. And I think what I was upset about was like, I felt as though like, and this isn't even about me because I'm not a musician, but I felt as though like, where is when is the artistic integrity going to be rewarded like I just felt so much that in my spirit because I was like this doesn't feel very like this doesn't feel to me and what I was seeing something that I felt was relatively respectable I felt like it was just something that like it was very cloudy like it was very like clouty not cloudy like it felt very like oh this is just like a bunch of cool people and we're getting like instant gratification it doesn't feel so bad and then it wasn't until like a week or two later we saw Thundercat. And I think when you're young too, you just want things to work out so badly because you do, there is so much instability. Mm. But I think knowing that like good things do take time and it does get better with time. And if you hold out, like you could, you know, it's like, it's just asking yourself, like, do you want to be, I don't want to bring anyone down. Like I hate comparing people. I'm trying to think of someone who's like young. Like, do you want to be... Uh, what's that one girl who was like big on YouTube who did Air Pastel? Now I'm like blanking on her name. She was like, what's her name? She did like DIYs. Oh, Bethany Moda. Yeah. Like, do you want to be like a Bethany Moda or do you want to be like a Jackie Ina? Right? Like you, it just, some people it's like you, yeah, they do got it like that right in front of you. And you're going to feel really jealous because like, why am I getting that? And why didn't I get that right now? But it's just like your time will come. And the more you hold out and the more you can like work on yourself, the more rewarding it's going to be. And you're not going to care about when you started it. You're just going to be glad you did it. Like for real, for real. Because imagine if Thundercat was like, oh, 25 didn't happen for me. I'm not a pop star. Girl, we wouldn't have had funny things. That's crazy. Like I, I need to have, it is what it is. Like it, I think it's important to just like, this all goes back to just like focusing on your piece of paper and doing it well, like do it well, do you well. The more you know more about yourself, the better your life really will get and your relationships will get and it'll all fall through. Also, just when you're looking at other people and their successes, like most people are not natural at whatever they're doing. Most people are not just naturally talented. You can cultivate most things through hard work and consistency. So whatever that goal is that you like really want, I mean, some of y'all, like, some of y'all need to tell your friends that they're not good rappers and they should just, you know, be a janitor or something. I think that for the most part, like, you can cultivate whatever inclination you have and whatever, like, thing that you want to do just through, like, practice. And you need to be able to look at yourself and be like, okay, fucked up. That's okay. 
um, I'll just do better next time or I won't do better next time, but I'll just keep doing it. Like you just need to be obsessed with the process of like fucking up and it's so awkward and it's so like, I won't throw up like, you know, like, but it's just like, it is like, I remember even when I started, I guess this didn't matter to me as much at the time, but when I was like younger and I started making like a joke, like Instagram stories, even like Snapchat things, like I would always, obviously all of it was public and I like want to share with people. I would, sometimes I look back at the things I would say and I'm like, what an awful thing to say. Like, that's not funny, but it's like with time you learn, you learn, you learn, you learn. And that requires like, not even just like, especially because of social media and the pandemic, not even just mistakes, public mistakes, like public humiliation. And that's the thing that we don't like doing. We want to just show up and be the best. Sorry, babes. That's not the way it works. (laughs) No, big on public humiliation. Like let let's be humiliated in public more often. Cause that's where honestly, yeah. like obviously we know like that's where real growth happens is when you fail. Um, but you honestly don't know what you're doing for other people when you show them your failures. Like it's just so groundbreaking. It's true. And even like because Ruti loves talking about dating, like even seeing people, it's like you don't realize where you fall short in relationships until you like start engaging people like oh I'm actually really bad at doing that thing um like being vulnerable or um being honest or setting boundaries etc etc it's like you can kind of know things about you but again like until it's put into practice you never really really know like you only know certain things about you until push comes to shove and then you'll be able to then move forward and grow but unfortunately those some of those people experience that and they're gonna remember you like that but that's okay like that's just what it is right hopefully they don't hold it against you but if they do whatever (laughs) even just thinking about failure like your failures don't define you. And I think that's the problem is for me, I define myself by my failures, not my successes. I take that as some meaning of who I am and what, you know, my value in the, in the world. I feel like detaching yourself from like your outcomes is so important and just know that like, okay, this didn't work out, but what did, what, what did I learn from this experience and how can I do things differently next time? Because those are the, the things that stick with you. It's not really your successes. I don't even fucking remember like half my successes. It's always the failures that stick with you and teach you a lesson. So be grateful for your failures. And I think even to add on to that, I learned this in therapy where when I was going through a lot of hard times, I was like, I don't know how to explain to people like what I'm doing with my life. Like I was like, I don't know what I'm just, I literally don't know what I'm doing, just vibing, I guess. It's not like when bad things happen to you or like when anything happens to you, that's not you. Like that's kind of what Dina was saying. It's like, that's just, I'm Lydia. And this is a list of maybe unfortunate things that have happened to me. This I'm Lydia. And these are some good things that have happened to me, but those don't make me, even when it comes to jobs too, like this is something that I've very recently learned. And it's been very uncomfortable to also realize is like you, if you have a hobby or a passion in life. So let's say you're like, okay, I want to make films. Okay. That means you people because people put on their little bio on Instagram like subconsciously that shit hits you I'm a filmmaker what are you outside of that though like what are you outside of your job like you are a person right so what like is your whole personality trait your job like that's not the vibe so and once you understand your identity is grounded in a certain way you won't be you will be shaken by things as much ultimately and that will help you in the long run so that work of knowing who you are outside of circumstances jobs relationships who you are in solitude that will benefit you 100 did you guys watch some 20 something austin 
no I have no idea what that is basically it's like this viral I just want to talk about it quickly because it's like it's a it basically it's not the circle but it's like one of those like a Netflix show that people like watching and whatever so they had a season called something 20 something Austin it's a Netflix show where they follow a bunch of 20 year old 20 something year olds like in a house where they're all trying to figure their lives out they all go to Austin to pursue some sort of dream some people it's like I want to date more some people it's like I want career and something that I think is a big myth that I also believed when I was younger was a lot of people on the show it's like they either like care a lot about dating and they're just like baristas and all they want to do is like I want to date I want to meet new people and some people are like super career like oriented so Marisa you kind of talked a little bit about how like some periods in your life are reserved for certain things because in your 20s there's so much pressure to hit a deadline I guess like can we speak to a happy medium of both because ultimately if you just go for career you are going to be you might be unsatisfied with relationships because you might have not cultivated them properly or you might not have relationships outside of your career and that's not something that anybody should really want I think Issa Rae actually talked about that uh, in an interview she was like I spent so much of my time like working on like awkward black girl this is like before insecure uh awkward black girl that I haven't really like made time for people outside of working on awkward black girl like all my friends are basically like set people which is fine but it's like then when you're having conversation you don't know how to talk about things outside of set you're just talking about work all the time um but then there are people who like they date 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 date. there was one girl on the show that was married at 20 got divorced at 26 and was like all I know really is how to like basically be in relationships I'm codependent as hell so I guess like speaking to people who are figuring it out and like wanting a happy medium is it possible to have it all? <laughs> no kids, though. No kids, though. No, no. kids in early 20s. I mean, people are having children. The fact that, like, getting pregnant is no longer a scandal is just my brain can't It's not a scandal. It. It's not a scandal, Kylie but, like, to me. Cool. Kylie made it cool. <laughs> no, to me, like, I can still be, like, 35, and someone's going to be like, oh, like, someone's pregnant. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you're keeping it? Like, damn. <laughs> no literally I get shocked when people keep it but anyways I mean some people aren't pro-choice so yeah that's true yeah or can we just like talk about our thoughts about can you like because it is hard to I've like tried to I think sometimes especially if you're someone who hasn't really like if you start dating later in life those hits can hit you harder we're gonna have another episode about this again but they hit harder and it takes me what I think and I, what I'm assuming longer than other people, especially the other person I'm seeing to time to get over it or to kind of like reconcile with it. And so it can be distracting to me pursuing my goals because otherwise I would have been like, let's say editing something. I'm like thinking about them, like creeping them. This is a small example. So can you have it all? Like, I feel like the people who are sexually or romantically successful tend to kind of like, because they're working at it, they're working at it. They start okay, I realized this didn't work with this person. I'm going to go to the next person and figure out this. They're able to compromise. They know how to be vulnerable. These are skills that I've not exercised. Yeah. But the skills that I've exercised in career, like, for example, dealing with, like, this person and like your work, that's something that's water off my back. I've now learned the tools to, like, just keep going, keep going, keep going, no matter what. So is it possible or is it, like, manageable to kind of exercise both? And how do we feel about time management, I guess, in your early 20s, trying to navigate relationships and career? I think that whatever you value and whatever you make time for is going to is gonna be what happens to you. Like, for example, when I was an undergrad, 
I said I was too busy for a relationship. Now that I'm in like the workforce, I'm too busy for a relationship. When in reality, if I think about romantically, I feel actually very behind people, other people that are my age because they've had serious relationships at this point. Whereas I still haven't. And I still feel like I'm not ready. Um, so I think it's putting yourself in an uncomfortable, uncomfortable position. And also like if you're valuing a romantic relationship with this person or you meet someone that's right, you would, will just make that a priority. Like, I think it's just about what you prioritize within your early twenties. And some people don't prioritize a relationship because they're, they're too busy. And like, I think that's perfectly okay. If you're okay with reaching a certain age and being like, okay, now I'm actually like lonely, but I have all these other successes. I just don't, I haven't cultivated the relationship um, or friendships in my life. So it's kind of just whatever you prioritize and whatever you value is what's going to be like reflected in your life. I can just speak to how I kind of see that. Like, I don't think I'm at a place where I'm happy where I'm at enough to welcome someone romantically and seriously into my life. Like, I think it depends on how you want things to flow, but I kind of want to be at a, I don't think you're ever done working on yourself or like expanding your career, especially in this world. But I don't think I'm where I want to be enough to like start to like have a relationship and have a career at the same time. I think like, I don't know, I see that as a distraction. <laughs> some people are able to do it all. Like some people have their ride or die relationship that like rode with That's them true. when they were coming up or whatever. So, I mean, personally, like I'm not trying to ride or die for anyone. Like, honestly, no. I want a man that some woman has already built, but oh, period. If you guys ever, so I know if you guys ever see someone who's been in a five-year, like 10-year relationship, or whatever 10 years is kind of dramatic but like three 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 to like five is pretty realistic in your early 20s like some people really be doing that in university you know like if date you, them date them because they're the best they literally know exactly what to do <laughs> if you think about like insecure like season one how lawrence was literally just like trying to start up his shit and was like working at best buy and like literally forgetting Issa's birthday like I'm sorry like I'm not trying to ride with someone like that but dating in your early 20s is only dating people who are on the come up right so it's like yeah, like most people haven't arrived yet. So it's like, you're kind of going to be in that situation. It's true. It depends actually your your age preference and your dating range in that sense. But yeah, if you're looking for the same same, then you will find people who are building themselves as well. And you're right, to, people totally do it. So I just, I don't think I can speak to this just because I'm not, like, I just see that as a distraction at the moment. Also, just like my perspective on romantic relationships and the way that we worship them because we idealize them and, and all this stuff it's like I just think I have all the love I need right now and while I do like have my crushes I know that they're not fully serious too like I know that it's like oh like the people that I want I am not here yet but you know what drives me crazy is like this is my last note on that is I always do find though that like men for some reason who are on the come up they for some reason have time to like also date and like come up and like do work I'm always like how do you get everything done I literally that's like a common theme like men for some reason get away with it I don't know if it's because their work is half-assed or because their teams tend to be bigger their relationships are half-assed and also like men just love to be outside like I swear to god they don't like being by themselves like like, in the house yeah because I'm literally always like how are you getting shit done and I'm not and I'm really putting so much like I'm like this is crazy because some woman is taking care of them so to wrap up the episode, 
why don't we each share something that we've learned or something that like we want to cultivate moving forward in our 20s? I'll go first. I think the most important thing I've learned is truly, and I mentioned it, but it is being present and being honest with yourself. And that doesn't mean you're being pessimistic. It actually can mean a lot of things are going to happen for you because you're being present and you're setting those goals. It's just like drop being like dreamy and just like making shit happen. So I think being intentional, managing your emotions and your situation, showing up for yourself and working hard for what you want, whether that be work, your family, your friends, potential partner is just like, Fight for what you want and be real with what you want and being present. So honesty and being present. That's like the best things I think to bring to the table. I think also on that point for myself is just cultivating that relationship with myself because I'm at a place where I feel so secure in my own identity that I'm like, yeah, I think that's something that I just look forward to continually be able to spend time with myself, uh, learn who I am, because obviously that's still going to change. Like whoever I am today, like your identity is not static and you're going to continue to learn new things about yourself and things that you maybe have always thought to be true about yourself could not be true anymore. Um, So just kind of embracing that change and being really honest with yourself. I like that Lydia highlighted that, like being honest with yourself and your shortcomings and, you know, what role that you're playing in things that are happening in your life some of us are a little delusional when it comes to even like your relationships breaking down like think about what part that you're playing in your own failures I think it's just being honest with yourself but also like give yourself grace because this life shit is not easy like it's really not easy absolutely I think for me it was again I think for as well like the relationship with the self being able to see what parts of myself I value and also my shadow self like what parts are there that I don't necessarily love but I have to learn to love and I need to like have a voice so it's like instead of calling myself lazy I can just like find different words for that that will ultimately help me motivate to do the thing that I do want to do you know yeah anyway developing that voice has felt very helpful for me at being able to to talk myself into doing the things that I need to do Thank you so much for being on, Mauricio. Yeah, Mauricio, Virgo. Halfway through. I don't know. I feel so tired again. I'm so sorry. Omni, Omni's here. Omicron is literally no joke. Like, a bitch did done got COVID. Like, it's not a joke, babes. Stay inside. This podcast episode is literally sponsored by Omicron. <laughs> literally, go get your Pfizer. Pfizer, sponsor us. It's definitely saving me from being as sick as I probably could be. So thank you so much for listening, everyone. Retweet podcast is back. back. We're literally back. Did you guys miss us? Say yes. So please make sure to rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Share this on your story. Um, Put us on your story. Share this episode if this is something related to you. Also, tell us your thoughts. Like we love... People who listen to Ruti are so smart. And we say this every single episode and we're not lying. You guys are so smart. And every time you guys talk about something that we said, I'm like, wow, you really took something that we said and like brought to another level. So be engaging. Definitely let us know what you think about anything that we said. If you want to follow Mauricio, their details are going to be in the bio. 
and we can't wait for our next episode and we do have a new logo so let us yes, know what you think about the logo do you guys notice we will see you guys very 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 soon we are still posting bi-weekly which is nice so you'll hear us in two weeks retweet sunday bye guys bye